Hello, I'm Lisa Bell, and welcome to another Florida Foodie. When you want to go out to eat, a lot of us are turning to social media to find something new, different, and unique. Social media, especially Instagram, is having a huge impact on what we eat and where we eat. And that's where today's guest comes in. She is an Instagram influencer, showcasing the best of Central Florida's food scene. She has more than 19,000 followers from all over the world, all watching to see her next meal. I got the chance to sit down with Jesslyn Hernandez, also known as Orlando Foodie Girl. She tells us how she got started online and shares some of her favorite spots to grab a bite here in Central Florida. Welcome to another episode of Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Lisa Bell, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. Hello. And social media is changing so many industries, including the restaurant industry. So today we are joined by Instagram influencer, Jesslyn Hernandez. Thank you so much for being here with us. Better known online as Orlando Foodie Girl to her more than 19,000 followers, which is very impressive. Mm. Thank you for the invite. Thanks for being here. So first, just give us a quick little recap of your bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, okay, bio of myself. Um, obviously, I've eaten since I was born. So uh, yeah, no. Um, no, I became interested in you know food and and different types of food. I think at a, a certain point in my life when um, you know I had kids that were allergic to certain foods, and so. I learned a lot deeper about, you know, special ingredients like quinoa flowers and garbanzo flowers, and at that point became a self-taught um, cook. And so I would find myself every day, day and night, just creating recipes for, you know, these kids that had special allergies. And so I think for me, that's when my passion for food and understanding food on a deeper level uh, developed. Um, as far as Central Florida food, um, being a resident here over 25 years, you know, I had the opportunity to experience many restaurants. Um, but I will tell you this, I think I've visited more restaurants in this last year than I have in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, do you ever cook anymore? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> by the way, if you just look at your Instagram account, it's yes. hard to do because it makes you so hungry. I mean, does, as you start scrolling through, everything just looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so I have so many questions. I mean, do you take all those pictures? Do you do that yourself? I do. Okay. Um, unless you see a picture of me, and uh -huh. usually that's a fellow foodie who may come with me, and I'm like, okay, take a picture from here, this angle. No, do it again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> no, again. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of that's how, how it works out. But no, for me, my job is to show the deliciousness, the flavors, the textures um, of the foods. Um, if I want to eat it, I feel it's a good enough picture. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So um, that's my goal. But it's, it's more for me to showcase um, the best of what a restaurant has. And how did you first get started with uh, Instagram and, and pushing it there and, and making it this like kind of personal journey? Oh my, <laughs> that's a story. No, um, I was dating a food critic mm -hmm. oh. and there's this little story of, so this food critic, um, he would have me go with him and take pictures. And so I would go and take pictures of these dishes that he was going to be talking about and reviewing. And uh, eventually the pictures started coming out better than his. And he says, well, okay, maybe you should start an Instagram because he was more of a video guy, a YouTuber. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He goes, start an Instagram and put these pictures up. And I was not a big Instagram person. I was, you know, 
antiquated back in Facebook. So <laughs> when was this? Yeah, this you... was about a year and a half ago. Okay. Oh. And so I started taking these pictures and putting them on Instagram, and all of a sudden, people started following and they started liking. Yeah. And I found it strange. I'm like, I, I thought it was weird when people took pictures of food. Like, I don't, you know, why do I care what they ate in Brazil or Paris? I'll never eat that. <laughs> but um, I started noticing because I was featuring foods in Central Florida that locals were becoming excited because they would find new spots that they had never heard yeah. of or you know visited or unique um, eats like donut burgers or giant um, pretzels or um, yeah just just strange eats and so people wanted to try the new trendy dishes so uh, you said people in central florida but i have to imagine a lot of oh, tourists here mm-hmm. yes. you know coming here not knowing yes. where to go out to eat whatever mm-hmm. yes. they can turn to your instagram and find whatever every day yeah so I get messaged every day from people all across you know the world Uh Um, the bulk I would say maybe about 65 70 percent are here in Florida which is great for the restaurants and businesses Um, but throughout the world when people are coming in on vacation they're asking me where is the perfect place to go for a family you know five and I'll mm-hmm. have to ask questions well what's your budget what's <laughs> your what do you like do you like loud places quiet places you know it's kind of one of those questions which you really don't know how to answer because everybody will have a different perspective on the same experience so um, yeah you know this became a full-time you know situation job whatever you may call it where I'm constantly talking to people and mm-hmm. just you know locals or you know people from all over the world that what's the furthest away actually that you've been reached out from oh um japan <laughs> got in japan um brazil a lot of brazilians come into the area um canadians i've got quite a few canadians uh australia hmm. so yeah really um, yeah, all so, over. yeah all yeah. over <laughs> yeah we've got a few dotted so you mentioned a couple of times, you know, making this a job or this being part of your mm-hmm. job. How do you turn, you know, taking pictures and putting it on Instagram into a job? Okay. Well, you know, there's different routes in which it can become, you know, a full-time situation for you. Uh, for me, oftentimes restaurants will say, I need help managing my social media. And you've done so well, you know, with getting these followers and taking pictures. Can you help? Mm-hmm. And so they'll have me come in and help start run their social Mm -hmm. media. Um, Other restaurants will hire me to come in to go taste their food and and feature it. And at the end of the day, though, it's still my job to be very honest with the foods. Mm -hmm. So if I go into a restaurant and I just can't feature it because maybe they are not, you know, up to par, Mm -hmm. you know, my job at that point is to be a consultant Mm -hmm. and to redirect them and say, you know, this was okay, but you really need to work on these dishes and send them to local competitors. And with me doing that, what it's done is it's, it's upping the bar for Central Florida restaurants because now they're all competing against each other to be the best. Which that's great that you can be that honest. It's not always to be that honest, Mm -hmm. especially with someone, you know, who's kind of your boss. They're hiring you and then to tell them, well, sorry, but you know, you're not doing a very good job here, here, here. How do you make that work? Um, Break the news gently to them, you know? (laughs) At that point, you have to act like family. You have to say, hey, listen, because... I am here to help your business yeah. and make sure that you guys, you know, are successful and do well. Um, I will give you, I give them the photos. Of course they can use the mm-hmm. photos. Um, but this is what you need to do. Um, 
you need to look at these and I'll send them photos of maybe other sushi and say these are the way other sushis are looking in the market do it better mm -hmm. the, you know go mm -hmm. to these restaurants they're doing these tamales make them better mm -hmm. you know and so my job at that point is to see what they have that is good and if they have a few things that I think are are worthy for people to go in and, and really try I'll mention it and say okay this was great here and that was great here um, if I'm just having a hard time with the restaurant altogether my job at that point is to tell the restaurant owner you know this is I'm here as a consultant mm -hmm. and you know provide the photos and, and just kind of direct them I mean, how many hours a week do you spend doing this? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> An accent went out. You know, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it can get crazy. Every, you know, every week is different. Sometimes I'm out twice a day. Sometimes I'm out four times a day. Eating at these places. Eating at these places. Wow. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's just once a day. Uh -huh. um, but what ends up happening is... Everywhere you go, they bring out ten dishes. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You know, so it must be hard to then because you don't want to get full you don't. on something. You, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I've limited my, you know, my going out to go to specific places. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's a challenge because everybody wants you to go out there and feature them. But at that point, it becomes more of being discriminatory and doing some research and see where other um, eaters in the area are saying you got to visit so uh -huh. I'll go and do some research and this one has four and a half stars okay let's see you need your own yeah. Yeah, system. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> so who do you follow then on Instagram? Or, yeah, or just like other like food critics in the area, or foodies. Well it's interesting because we're all friends mm -hmm. in some manner like in Central Florida um, there will be media nights and we all get invited to media nights um, and so you become close to different people that do the same thing. Um, names that I can give you are people like Orlando Food Critic. He's the sassy one, the one you gotta be careful with. <laughs> people say it how it is, whether you want him to or not, you know? And um, you know, there's the Orlando Food guys, there's Michael Mass Foodie, Orlando Food Chick. Um, I mean, I could sit here and name a bunch uh -huh. of people and they'll be like, why didn't you name me? And I'm like, uh -huh. I was on the spot in front of a camera yeah. and a light. Um, the lunch rotation is great. But it's interesting because as I was growing, I was watching these accounts and I was like, wow, they have 3,000 followers, you know? And now I'm at 19 and I'm like, shoot, I need to get 100,000 oh followers. <laughs> is there one, you know, post or picture or whatever that really kind of upped your following? Is there something that where you saw a big jump on social media? Um, well, there's the unique bites. So where you see like a donut burger and people are like, wow, this is interesting. And they'll uh -huh. send it to all their friends. Yeah. You know, or you see a coconut filled with ice cream and pineapples on top of it. And it's just such a beautiful dish. And they send it to all their friends. Anything that is different or unique, um, giant milkshakes, you know, that have candy stuck to them or hamburgers or things of that sort on this milkshake. Anything that's weird or unique or interesting will up your following because it draws attention and people share it either because it's weird mm -hmm. or because it's something they've never seen and they want to try. Have you found a milkshake with a hamburger stuck on top of it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's the sugar factory. Oh. So the sugar, <laughs> good? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, more importantly, yeah. how does it taste? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it was pretty good. Um, okay. I had it maybe seven months ago. All right. You've run, you've mentioned donut burgers twice now. I have. So what, I mean, I'm assuming it's a 
donut with meat and then more donuts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the story. Lettuce, tomato, or no? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a mistake. Yeah. So last year for National Donut Day, I was asked um, by some friends, what are you going to do for Donut Day? And I said, let me do something different. So I start researching this donut burger I had been hearing about. And I end up at one spot and I tried it. And it was awful. And I said, why are people raving about this? Mm -hmm. But this place had put ketchup and mayonnaise and lettuce and onions and tomato. And imagine that mixed with a donut burger. So I I put up the post. And and I didn't say anything negative because that place had great donuts. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, these donuts here were great. I said, I tried this, but it wasn't, you know, my favorite. Maybe the mix. Maybe get rid of this, that, or the other. and then I had several people say, you have to try Teak. Teak Neighborhood Grill is a place to go. And so I was still disillusioned over that <laughs> ketchup yeah. burger. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But uh, three months later, I end up at Teak Neighborhood Grill. And they have waffle burgers and crony burgers, which is a cinnamon donut with burgers inside. But they put two giant donuts. And then they have glazed donuts with burgers inside. And I, I was scared. Any bacon? Because I feel like bacon would be a good mix. Bacon and cheese, meat and donuts, Mm. and that's all that was in it. See, now my mouth is watering. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was absolutely delicious. So delicious, you could only have it once a year because it's you know, yeah. calorie. Too much otherwise. Right. Yeah. So where is Teak Neighborhood Grill? Uh, Teak Neighborhood Grill has two locations. Um, the one that I have visited is off of Kirkman Road in okay. Metro West. Okay. Good to know. Oh, you're writing it down. I you're am writing it down. I'm making notes. Because we were talking earlier, you know, so many people ask you for recommendations because I think most people, especially people with kids, get busy and they start to live in their own little bubble. Yeah. And they don't want to drive very far or, yeah. you know, they're just kind of used to whatever's down the street, they get comfortable there. So yes, that's tell us your think, story. But, you know, that's why I think so many people are interested and they want new ideas and mm-hmm. they want to, you know, be adventurous and try new things. Yeah. Especially for those unique eats, it's got to be worth yes. the drive. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you take your kids somewhere, you want it to be somewhere fun and experience something they'll remember because ice cream is great. And that creates great memories but imagine a photo that you could actually frame of them holding you know milkshake that's taller than their chest right. <laughs> or you know something inside there's a place called ice and bites which i love and they create these waffle fish cones they look like fish made out of fresh baked waffle but it's a fish cone and they fill it up with all these unique ice cream flavors and they top it off and then they put cereal and candies and just cool spot. So okay, and where's Ice and Bites? <laughs> <laughs> That's near UCF. Okay, good to know. Um, so I did want to do. We want to talk about trends in food. I prefer. So mm-hmm. like, what are the trends that you are seeing? Especially now we're going into fall. You know, a lot of people will be having people over for Thanksgiving and certainly having Halloween parties, Christmas. Are there like fall trends or are there 2019 trends? Well, what I've noticed a lot this year are special diets. You have people that have keto diets. You have people that have, you know, vegetarian or vegan diets. Mm -hmm. So I find myself oftentimes going into a restaurant looking for what they offer that's unique. Mm -hmm. And even Twisty Treat, you've seen those around. Mm -hmm. They had the, um, what is the Dole Whip. So if you've had the Dole Whip in Disney, Mm -hmm. um, they had the Dole Whip and they were selling about one a day. 
<clears throat> and so I went in there and I just featured it. And from that point on, they had two to three people every hour. That's the pineapple it kind was of the flavor. Pineapple yeah. ice cream uh-huh. that's vegan, dairy free. Wow. Um, and it's delicious. And it's yeah. absolutely delicious. But people thought they couldn't go anywhere to get it except Disney. Mm-hmm. And so my job when I go in is to find these unique uh, eats mm-hmm. that people didn't know were there. And uh, basically it helps restaurants create new uh, you know, new revenues by having new customers coming in. But for the customers, it just opens up a new world of, of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So many places really all across the country are becoming great little foodie scenes. Yeah. And Orlando is no different. And we have all these different neighborhoods. I mean, mm-hmm. Sanford is a great area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, downtown Orlando, of course, out Dr. Phillips mm-hmm. area, I drive. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard in Winter Garden. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to be accused of leaving oh, places yeah. off. But, you know, I mean, what's your take on the overall scene in Central Florida? I think food's getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from even five years ago, you'd go into restaurants and you go to a lot of these local restaurants and and they would do okay. You know, they were they were okay, but now they've become uh, so competitive within themselves, within their own business, to really put out dishes that stand out. That now. I have more of a difficult time going to a chain restaurant Mm -hmm. than a local because for me the locals are really stepping it up and getting fresh the freshest dishes Mm -hmm. and unique ingredients and locally sourced you know vegetables and fruits and things of that sort so um, of course I go everywhere but for me I really enjoy those local spots where they're really trying hard you know pretty hard what do you think is going to be the next area to like kind of pop because i know like sanford's really grown a lot recently and uh-huh. i know the milk district in orlando is starting to get a lot more restaurants and stuff like that what do you think is going to be the next area to really like kind of like see a lot more influx where it's just starting to to get it i mean behind the scenes the word i'm hearing is oviedo hmm. i heard oviedo is having a lot more you know restaurants right, that are yeah. you know doing things in the background uh-huh. um but pretty much any neighborhood that you go into, you'll find a little gem that you didn't know was there. I think that's um, in part because people don't want to leave their bubble. They so, don't. you know, when you ha- have all these great places and you don't have to travel across town, it's, you know, amazing. So I think that's one of the things. Do you? I mean, that's what I think. But I do. I mean, everybody has their favorites. And for me, my favorite really has to do with the overall experience. Mm-hmm. So when I go in, do I feel like family am i not being treated like oh my gosh the food critic is here but more so because that that gets a little awkward sometimes but more so um hey just sit down relax and it's a pleasant experience that they're happy to see you so for a restaurant i think it's most important that they focus on the experience that customers are having when they get there, that they smile, that they're happy, that people feel welcome. Because even if the food is great, yes. if the service is terrible, yes. I mean, you're not going to want to go back. Mm. If exactly. it takes forever, mm-hmm. if you you feel like, you know, your glass is empty the entire time, yeah. that can be miserable. Yeah. It you know? is, yeah. it is, it is. And I'll tell you, one of my favorites has always been the vineyard. The vineyard is a small little restaurant. It's a small little wine shop and fresh eats beater, uh, eatery, not a beatery. That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get beat while you're there. No, um, it's an eatery that is in Windermere on the corner of Apopka Vineland Road and Conroy Windermere Road. Okay. And they have the smallest kitchen out of any kitchen I've seen in Central Florida, but that's not bad. It's a good thing Yeah. because they have to buy everything fresh every morning and you go in and it's elegant and 
They have over 200 wines and they can get anything for you shipped in, boxed in. Wow. But while you're there, it's just family. You can tell they're family within each other, even though they're not related. <laughs> One of the places that we failed to mention, which has so many great restaurants, is Mount Dora, too. Oh, Another. yes. And when you were describing the vineyard, <laughs> it reminded me of some places I've been yeah. there. So I want to do a really quick rapid-fire round with you, yes. going through some of your best ofs. Okay. Um, you went down into our newsroom when you arrived here, and my co-anchor, Matt Austin, immediately asked you what my first question was going to be, and that is the best place for a date night. Ooh. Okay, see... Again, we're going <laughs> to You have all these questions. Yeah. Well, it, it's yeah. a matter of what is your personality. Uh -huh. Do you like a place that's quiet and romantic? Or do you like a place where you can go and dance afterwards <clears throat> when you've eaten? Again, the vineyard would be one of those date nights that I think would be great because they have a live band. They have a local guitarist or singer or somebody who goes in there on the weekends and the evenings. And it's a full experience. You're having a fresh, delicious dinner beautifully plated everything's beautiful and you know they have live uh, live uh, singers mm -hmm. um so the vineyard's definitely a perfect uh, date night if you're more of a person who is into art and things of that sort uh there's a place called mia italian that just opened up a few months ago and everything there is delicious but as you walk in you look at the ceiling and they have michelangelo art all over the ceiling. Wow. Oh, like so, the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, sort of. yeah. pretty much. So as you're eating, you're experiencing, um, you know, the scenery. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and where is that? That is on International Drive. Okay. Okay, so the best place for a birthday celebration. A birthday celebration? Well, what age? Because <laughs> my grandma. No. Um, I get asked that all the time, probably every week somebody asks me. And for me, it becomes a matter of, I'm thinking the demographics. So if it's someone between the ages of 18 to 34, you know, I would say somewhere like the Edison. The Edison in um, Disney Springs, it's fun. They have a stage where they have live musicians singing. They have a dance floor where you can dance afterwards. Uh, people, it's very great Gatsby themed. Uh -huh. So you can go dressed up in great Gatsby gear or, you know, get dressed up in any way. And you'll see people who are dancing swing and, and ballroom along with people that are dancing to pop music. Um, that's always a fun place. Um, STK is a good one too. Also Disney Springs. Also Disney <laughs> okay. Springs. Um, okay. I mean, there's many places. Again, it really depends on your demographic but those are the first ones that come to my mind when people are asking for like a birthday best uh, place for a girls night oh a girls night <laughs> <laughs> well what kind of girls right uh, yeah. <laughs> nice girl, yeah, nice girl. Yeah. um you know it depends how far you're willing to go as well um i just visited a place called figs prime and um it's underneath an office building, and I didn't expect much, but then I walked in and I said, wow, like this place is really, really, really cool. Um, that would be a great place. Where's that? Um, that's in Altamont Springs. Okay. So Figs Prime is a great place for a girls' night. I'm trying to think when my girls come into town, where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, it's a, that's a difficult Well, one. we could try Figs Prime. Well, Figs okay. Prime is cool. Right? Um, yeah. Best barbecue? 
Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get people trouble. very yeah. excited. We have so a lot of good barbecue. We do, yeah, we yeah. do. Uh, my two favorites are one, if you know John Rivers. Of course, John yeah, is wonderful. John yeah. is a sweetheart. Um, Four Rivers again is, is yeah. on the top of the list. Um, one that doesn't get mentioned a lot, which I think is really great, is Cecil's Barbecue. Oh, I love Cecil's. And, yeah. uh, on so the, Orange. Yes, yes, on Orange Avenue. Uh-huh. So I would say those are my top two. Free ice cream at Cecil's they do. too, which is great I if know. you have little kids. It is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very good. Okay, um, best sushi. Ooh, okay. Um, that again is subjective. One of my best <laughs> and favorite sushi places they closed down um, because I guess there was stuff going on in her family. Um, but I would say the dragonfly is great. Uh, mm, Sato sushi is good. Where's the dragonfly? Um, dragonfly is on Sand Lake Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Sato, I know, has been in Baldwin Park. Mm-hmm. Are they still in Baldwin they, Park? Uh, last I knew, and yeah, they were still in Baldwin. Yeah, and Winter there's another Park one. Too. Yeah, there's yeah. a second location. Um, okay. I'm trying to think where else. If you want unique sushi, I'm going to tell you a place with unique sushi, and they're such great people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Shari Sushi in uh, Thornton Park. Uh-huh. They have a new chef. Um, after the disaster in Puerto Rico, there was a chef who owned a restaurant, and he moved to Central Florida, and he was looking for a spot to call home. So Shari Sushi brought him in, and he completely revamped their menu. And you see a lot of Caribbean twists to these sushi dishes. You'll have interesting dishes with like pork belly and plantain inside of the rice of sushi um, and cream cheese. And they're very flavorful. So if you're looking for a unique sushi spot, that's a great place too. Shari Sushi, and that's right in downtown Orlando. And Um, Morimoto's. Everybody likes Morimoto's mm -hmm. for sushi. So that's not too bad. You mentioned Mia Italian. I love Mia Italian. Do you have another great Italian place? Ooh, Um, Delmonico's is great. Where's that? Um, Delmonico's has, I think, two or three locations. Okay. Um, one, I think, is on iDrive. I've been to the one up in Oviedo. Mm-hmm. I think it's Oviedo or Castleberry, but I'm almost certain it's Oviedo. Hmm. Um, yeah, that place is incredible. And, um, I, yeah. Mexican? I've, like, oh. I, so, <laughs> like, I grew up around a lot of great Mexican restaurants. Yes. And tell me what your favorite is. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, my favorite is actually El Borrego. Okay. Um, where is that? Well, yeah, probably on my page. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, El Borrego is actually in Kissimmee. They opened in November. Okay. And he just has very authentic mm-hmm. dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, very Mexican dishes. Not so much Tex-Mex, but yeah. Mexican Which dishes. I feel like it's kind of hard to find in Central Florida. Yes. The authentic yes. Mexican. There are lots yeah. of Tex-Mex, which yeah. is great. Which but is great. But for yeah. authentic Mexican, I would mm-hmm. say El Borrego is one of the best in Central Florida and full of flavor. Okay. Um, something I encountered a lot, even in Mexico, um, going to you know, get tacos is the side streets. When you're on the side of the street getting tacos, that's where you get the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, the nicer the restaurant the more you would lose in flavor. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Well, El Borrego has such uniquely um, personalized dishes that are very Mexican, but full of flavor. And so when you're eating it, you're like, wow, this is the best Mexican food I've ever had because it's, it just kind of opens up your taste buds and it just, you know, you start craving more. You can't just take one bite. (laughs) I love that. Okay. And so my final question, not 
just for this round, <laughs> is where do you take someone who's new to Orlando? One place to take someone who may be visiting Orlando who's never been here before mm-hmm. to give them not only a flavor of, you know, Orlando, but also a great flavor on their plate. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, again, Mia Italian is somewhere I'd take someone in a minute. Um, if I want an experience, the Edison. I always okay. take people to the Edison. Mm-hmm. Um, El Borrego, like mm-hmm. I mentioned. Yeah. Um, it depends if they're looking for Mexican, if they want a place to go and dance and have fun. Um, those are just places that are very unique to me. And I like to kind of showcase places that are unique here in Central mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. So is there a favorite? The uh, Vineyard. Like, mm. Of course, the yes. vineyard's like, that's a no-brainer. Like, they see me walking through the door, and they're like, who'd you bring today? So, yeah. <laughs> Is there yeah. a favorite, like, uh, not that I necessarily want you to, like, give up one of your favorites, but like a hole-in-the-wall hidden gem you think that people should at least seek out or, or make an extra a special trip for? Ooh, well, other than the vineyard? Um, there's oh, a yeah. cute, there's a great, I was going to say cute, it doesn't matter if it's cute, there's a flavorful, delicious <laughs> um, sandwich shop called Parati's. And Parati's is in winter, I guess it's a Windermere winter garden right there on the, you know, on the edge of it. Um, but they came from New York City. They owned a sandwich shop in New York City. <clears throat> and now they're here in Central Florida for, I think it's been maybe about six years. Mm-hmm. And their sandwiches are just so incredibly delicious. Um, the meats are flavorful. They import um, the meats. And the uh, sandwich bread is like the freshest bread you'll ever have. And they have New York bagels. They put potato chips inside of these sandwiches and you have spicy and and just incredible incredible um options there so definitely a hole in the wall that if somebody wants to eat an incredible sandwich that's where Mm -hmm. i take them we've talked about some of the trends is there like do you see a must-have dish that needs to be on every menu or should be on every menu every place needs to have something vegan at least two or three options because that there are a lot of vegans in Central Florida. And I notice anytime I put up a post that's vegan, I almost get tears. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, yeah. um, you know, there's there's a trend right now where uh-huh. people are either going all meat and cheese or they're saying no meat and mm. cheese and eggs. Uh-huh. And so we're, there's a lot of division in the, you know, in the food market right now. Yeah. But for a restaurant, you mm. definitely, without a doubt, absolutely need to have vegan dishes we what actually about, oh, sorry go ahead oh well we uh we had uh, the chef from uh, uh dejan eats uh here oh, a couple of weeks ago okay. and she was saying that orlando has become one of the, actually the more vegan friendly yes. cities in, a, in the country just because like so many more restaurants as you're saying you're just at least having an option yes absolutely mm-hmm. um and a new spot just opened up called humble in Windermere, that's like a fast food uh, vegan spot, which is hmm. really unique. They have pizza and burgers and all these special all that junk dishes food you'd think and you'd have to vegan give up. ice cream. Yeah. yeah, so it's definitely a trend. What about you? We've talked a lot about restaurants. Do you ever visit food trucks? And, I have. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's that? Because I feel like they be, were super popular. Are they still just as popular, or is that kind of tapered off a little bit? Um, they are, but what I'm noticing is that food trucks are coming together in, in like one spot. So there's a place mm-hmm. called a la carte. Mm-hmm. And so at a la carte, they have about six or yeah, about six different food trucks or sometimes eight that have 
varieties. And so people will go there and they have a nice little grassy area and games and things of that sort. And everybody picks from their favorite food truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely food trucks are, are really going now to spots like that mm -hmm. or um, the ones that are, you know, in the Windermere, I guess in the Windermere they have uh, Fridays, like Windermere on Fridays. Mm -hmm. um, they do a great job. I've seen them in Independence. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you know, food trucks that I visit are just if I happen to run across one. And I'm like, wow, and it's usually a good experience. Haven't had anything terribly horrible happen yet, so. <laughs> Not yet. That's good. Thank goodness. That is great. Uh, so how long do you plan to, you know, continue this career? Well, how long will I be eating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, I think it's always important to contribute something back to the community. It's yeah. important for me to um, showcase. And, you know, I know you say it's a career, but, you know, oftentimes I do go to restaurants and I don't, you know, I, I just go as a service mm -hmm. to the community, especially if they're doing something special. If they're, um, you know, like there's a place called Bubble & Co. that they donate a large amount of uh the proceeds to Living Well, mm -hmm. which is an organization that heals uh, women that have been tortured or battered or victims of war, and they set them on the road to recovery. Mm -hmm. So anytime I hear of a spot that's doing something great, yeah. um, creating great dishes, is the talk of the town, I usually stop by and, and We've pay featured a, visit. a couple of those, especially you know some coffee shops come to mm -hmm. mind in Sanford and in College Park who are also trying to give back to the community and are getting results mm -hmm. award segment. Yeah. Um, you know it's I think food is fascinating and restaurants are fascinating and so many people want to start their own restaurant and it is not an easy thing to do. And that's what's mm -hmm. so sad because sometimes you'll see places and they have great food, but they're not here for very long. Yeah. yeah. So it's a matter of just knowing how to market in uh -huh. a restaurant. You need to get the word out. You Sometimes some of the restaurants that grow the fastest, it's not so much because they have the best food, but it's because they are able to market it well. Yeah. You know, they know the right people to call in to sample these mm -hmm, dishes, mm -hmm. to say, hey, they're here, and, yeah. and to get them known. Um, but it's also being special. There has to be something special about what you offer. It's very much like New York. New York, you, if you open a restaurant, there has to be something special about you. And it's, that's how Central Florida is becoming now as well. Cool. Well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We Thank really you. appreciate you bringing here. And before you go, I do Ooh. want to show what you brought because these are amazing. Okay. And so if you're just listening to us, mm -hmm. you need to go online to clickorlando.com and actually look at the video because <laughs> the video of this, do we have a camera above us? I don't think we do. Uh, um, can we get the wide shot, please? Ooh. So I'm going to try without spilling this. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what this is because this is amazing. It smells amazing. It looks amazing. I can smell the sugar. It's mm -hmm. an apple fritter. Yes. Yeah, so, it's a okay. giant, enormous is, apple fritter. Yes. And see, these are the places that I love featuring because look at that. Who that in amazing. the world yeah. has ever seen a fritter yeah. that big? Yeah. You know? And so that's DG Donuts. And DG Donuts is locally owned. It's on the side of a gas station. Wow. But, yes. <laughs> Where? But, um, on State Route 50 okay. in Oakland. But okay. they are such a hot spot. Okay. Everybody features the donuts from there because they're interesting, they're weird looking. Mm. They're you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, what's the famous donut shop in Portland? Um, Voodoo Donuts. Voodoo, Voodoo Donuts. 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 Oh, yeah. came here? From Portland. Yes. <laughs> look at that. Um, and look at these. Okay, so these are two of their that? donuts. What exactly are we looking at? 
here. The one with chocolate-covered <laughs> strawberries is a strawberry jam. Uh-huh. And the other one is a chocolate coconut, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so is this what you eat every morning for breakfast? Oh, you go no, and, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, at home I try to eat as healthy as possible. I'll usually eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, um, yeah. clean meats. Mm-hmm. So when I actually go out and I have these experiences that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still healthy otherwise, right. yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be like, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it is delicious, but, yeah. I mean. In moderation. Everything yes. is great in moderation. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, can I eat this? It's a matter of how much, you know. Mm. Right. One bite of this, one bite of that dessert, and you're fine. Now, mm-hmm. if you have two whole desserts, you know, you're going to run into problems, which is what you'll notice in Central Florida. The foodies are getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, true. That's a, that's a hard yeah. job. I mean, well, I mean, like, you get that put in front of you, it seems like a challenge. Yes. <laughs> yes. I um, dare you. Right? And especially when they're just, like, giving it to mm. you every day and they're happy you're there which is fantastic uh but yeah it's it's a lot and you know one of the things that's happening right now and happens every year is the magical dining in yes, orlando i love it i do too and uh-huh. i think it's a great opportunity for people to go out and try something mm-hmm. new and not spend you know a lot of money you don't have to for 35 dollars. you get like an appetizer an entree and a dessert and you really get to taste something Different. Do you know why, though? Do you know the story behind Magical Dining? I don't necessarily know how it started, but I know it goes to charity, which is what you were it mentioning. It does, mm-hmm. but the restaurants during the month of September, it was their slowest month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of their employees didn't have, you know, time put on, you know, on their, they didn't have enough time mm-hmm. um, because the restaurants couldn't hire them to mm-hmm. come in because nobody was coming out to eat. So Visit Orlando, you know, they put together Magical Dining along mm-hmm. with all these restaurants. And so the restaurants really work hard during the month of September to um, put together a $35 menu with at least a three-course meal. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I recently went to Big Fin. Mm-hmm. Big Fin is incredible. And I saw what they offered for $35. And some of these restaurants, you can't you can't beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had surf and turf. They had, you know, this incredible shrimp appetizer. And they had a dessert, which for $35 is even hard to get surf and turf anywhere. Yeah. And they don't cut down the dishes. Right. So that was great. And Haleo has a five-course meal. That's in Disney Springs. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, great. it's yeah. incredible. And it's more than like 100 restaurants all across Central Florida participating. Yes. I'm not sure who it goes to this year, but every year it seems it's a different charity that they benefit. Yeah, it is. I don't, yeah. I don't I know. I last year was the, the Down Syndrome Association in Central Florida, yeah. but I'm not sure about this year. Well, thank you again so much for coming in and bringing You're these welcome. treats. These will last, what do you think, 30 seconds? <laughs> if that much. Yeah, <laughs> they're big. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we really appreciate it. And where give us your handle on instagram if people are looking for you orlando foodie girl very simple fantastic (laughs) well thanks again we really appreciate it and now we're all starving yes (laughs) but i'll tell you thank you for listening to florida foodie we'd also like to thank our guest jesslyn hernandez you can follow her on instagram just search at orlando foodie girl be sure to follow our host Lisa Bell online as well. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find her new children's book online at normangnomebooks.com and by searching Norman Gnome Books on Facebook and Instagram. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers Derek Moser and Ryan Hawley. I'm the show's producer Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well. And you can also find videos of all of our podcasts on clickorlando.com slash podcasts. <laughs>